Hey guys, it's Kelly and Miranda here with another podcast and a chat between the two of us. We did this last week and we thought we'd do it again. Welcome. We're back. You're stuck with us and both of our lovely, lovely voices. We can see our lovely faces, but you can't. (laughs) So next uh, this week, when this podcast goes out, we will be in our fourth week of our private practice challenge, and we're going to be talking about marketing and clinical outcomes. So today we thought we'd chat about what happens when you market in a vacuum. What does that even mean, Miranda? (laughs) Right? Um, I think what it means is when you're trying to market and you have the vacuum cleaner going, it just becomes very loud and distracting. (laughs) And you probably shouldn't do that. (laughs) Okay. So here's, here's what we see a lot of is somebody listens to a podcast like this one, or they're watching a vlog, or they are reading a blog series and someone says, oh my gosh, I have the most amazing marketing strategy ever. All you got to do is this eight step system or this join this online course and we're going to teach you this marketing like funnel this marketing system that is a fail safe marketing system that works for everybody and people go oh i need a marketing system that like is just like works for everybody this person launched an online course and they made fifty thousand dollars in like two weeks um yeah like i'm gonna do this thing because i saw this I, i listened to this really awesome person on a podcast or i saw this great blog or i read this great blog And so then they kind of take whatever they've been doing that maybe they haven't been like whatever the process has been and they go, "Ah," and they really basically shift their whole focus to looking at this beautiful new process um, or this really pretty shiny object. And they go, this will be the thing. And then what happens, Kelly? Well, it doesn't fit. (laughs) (laughs) like shopping for jeans (laughs) this pair of jeans looks great on this person I should get the exact same size color and um, brand and model because that person looks just like me that's a great analogy actually Kelly and if you've ever shopped for jeans you know it doesn't work that way (laughs) (laughs) I think um it is I mean if someone gave me a template and said it was going to work, just do these things, yeah, that would feel like less work for me. And at the same time, the reason it doesn't work in the long run is because it still isn't reflective of my brilliance and my message and my knowledge of who I want to connect with. And so I noticed that when I talk about boot camp, I often say like, this is not a only do these things kind of program. It's a, we need to address these areas and here's the different ways you can do that. And now you have to know yourself, know who you want to serve to make the, a wise decision. So you and I have been doing this a long time and I remember, so Google AdWords is now, for example, popular 
but I remember when it was popular mm, nine years ago and then it tanked. Do you remember that? Like everybody, people were really relying on Google AdWords and then the algorithms went kind of wonky and then Facebook took the lead and then Facebook algorithms went kind of wonky and, you know, and then Google. So when you rely on that one way of doing things too, you kind of set yourself up for like a dependency that will leave you struggling. Well, yeah, I remember we, um, we tried Pinterest ads and when they first started, it was like one to two cents for like every person, who which was click. unheard of. Well, yeah. Which was like crazy. And then all of a sudden it was like, Oh no, it's like 30 cents or a dollar 50 or something for each person who clicked to our blog. Mm-hmm. And it was like such a, a shift and a change so quickly, right. In term, in terms of budgeting, same thing with Google AdWords that people were paying um, a very limited amount to get leads to their website, and then they were um, and they were get, they were able to get a lot of leads and a lot of traction. So even if their website wasn't very good, um, in some cases it wasn't very converting, they could get enough people looking at their website to kind of offset that that pricing because the the cost per click the cost per person viewing their website was was relatively low and so they could keep that 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 balance point together versus as it's gotten higher you know one two three four five dollars for someone to come and view your website if your website isn't really focused and if what you're targeting on google adwords isn't a good fit um, you could spend hundreds of dollars for absolutely nothing. You could spend thousands of dollars if it's not set up correctly um, in the span of like a day or a night, um, which is kind of crazy. But I, would you, would you liken it to like when someone comes in for therapy and it, I just want to feel better? And while there is like you want to help them feel shift immediately, you know that in the long run it's going to take deeper work and investment to experience that lasting change. Like a mark, when you're doing marketing, like circumventing parts of the process mm-hmm. may get you some relief initially, but in the long run, like not taking the time to really understand yourself and the other, it, you, you're going to have to come back and dig. I, I would actually not liken it to coming into therapy at all. Um, I would liken it to feeling like you're in a really bad mood and going to the bar um, and having several drinks. Um, I think for most people, not all, but for a good percentage of people, they end up sitting and doing a lot of busy work and not having, because they don't have the clarity, because maybe this isn't a good fit for them and who they are, because they don't have the skill set that this other person did, that they end up spending a lot of energy towards something that actually never brings them any clients. It's not just that, that, okay, you might, everybody who implements the strategy that it's really going to work for them. It's that a lot of people who try to implement the strategy don't ever get it implemented because it wasn't the right strategy for them from the first place. Then they feel a lot of shame and guilt. They have that hangover of like, oh, I have this strategy, but I didn't really do it. I must not want it enough. 
um, because if I really wanted it enough, I would have finished this process out um, or, you know, whatever that is. And then they feel all of the stuff and it actually keeps them marred down and stuck. Um, and also that it's taking the energy from something that could have been useful. Going to the bar, right, is not as useful as going to therapy. <laughs> and therapy is hard work, but like therapy is much more useful. And maybe you don't feel good right away. Um, and it, this is, I think it's funny since I'm not a drinker. Uh, <laughs> I'm using this as an example, but like that, like therapy would be much more beneficial, even though it's a little bit slower, but it's focused in on what you're doing. I think so many people never get down the path. Then there's that small percentage of people who do get it. it it's closer to the right thing for them. They do get it implemented. It brings some, you know, some relief, some strategy, but they still don't have a sense of like, how did that work? And why did that work? And why did I, like, what did I actually do? Like what I know about Pinterest ads, Pinterest is great for us, but I know I'm not doing anything wrong that I don't get one to two cent views anymore because I understand that the process has changed from when Pinterest ads came out. And I understand that's not a reflection of me or my ability to, to develop ads. I understand that the landscape changes. And so that doesn't bother me. I, I use it for, for what it's worth. I take the like, yay, this was really great and beneficial. And then I look and I assess and go, oh, it's not as beneficial anymore. Here's how I'm going to use that. I'm going to change that up. And I'm going to put my focus elsewhere. But you don't freak out because A, you have other your plan is bigger than that. Yes. E, you understand how it works, which I yes. think is a big piece. And I, I mean, the analogy with the therapy for me is more of that good things take time yes. and digging. And yes. that if you want to slap a template on something, it usually it's going to fall off eventually. I think it's just at, at the, at the end of the day, it's not just, that it's going to fall off eventually. I mean, think about the people that we talk to. If we talk to a hundred people and they're like, I got this one set program, how many of them actually like implemented it and found success from it? Yeah. Like I would honestly say out of like, and again, we, we do have a specific like bias because people are calling us because they're stuck. Right. But I could easily talk to a hundred people and have like three of them that say, well, I was using this strategy that I got from this place and it was really working, but then the bottom fell out and something changed and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Like most people are saying, I, I saw this thing and I tried to implement it, but I really didn't understand it. And I got really stuck and mired down in the process or I've been, you know, trying to do this YouTube channel and do all these videos and because it helps with SEO. Well, Yes and no, you know, like you have to really understand the back end of how video can be helpful for your search engine optimization for getting your website seen. It's not a direct link that if you have a YouTube channel that that will magically make your website show up on the it first. Does it doesn't really? Is that why my YouTube channel is floundering? <laughs> uh, it's on my to-do list to delete that thing. I, I would also... I mean, the whole, going back to that, what you were saying about it being in a vacuum, when people come to bootcamp, for example, it's not a marketing course. And we talk about this in like the webinar of like, if all you did was marketing, you're missing the bigger picture, which is the vision, the plan, 
the niche, the, the way you serve and the financials behind all of that come first. Like in boot camp, we don't get to marketing until middle of the second week. And it's the stuff everybody wants to run to, but they're missing that background that informs the why and the how so that you can make a good decision of would Pinterest work for me or would a ad word or blogging or presenting. Yeah. And I think that's the piece is that when people do fast forward, because sometimes we have people who go through boot camp and they'll, you know, kind of get distracted or life will happen and they'll come to the marketing and we'll be in there and they'll start asking questions or saying things and we'll say, wait, did you do this? They're like, oh no. We're like, oh, that was a module two. Go and do this because it's going to give you a lot of clarity. Oh, I thought, I didn't think that was, no, it's totally going to give you the clarity you need. And this is going to, this is going to make so much more sense if you do this first. Mm-hmm. And I think that place too of realizing too that marketing doesn't have to be hard. It's, it is a process. It does take energy. It does take time, but it doesn't have to be like you're being waterboarded, you know, like it doesn't have to be like you're running thousand miter mile sprints like day in and day out for the rest of your life. Like it really, that's not sustainable, you know, Are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) I barely can make it on my Peloton right now. Like, (laughs) I mean, there's a, so I'm, I'm training for uh, another ultra marathon and anybody who like hears that is always like, wow, I could never run that far. And I'm like, oh, you totally could. And guess what? I couldn't even a few years ago, I couldn't even run like five miles and feel comfortable and not feel in pain. And the biggest thing that I found in terms of going forward is actually to slow down and to really get to know myself on a deep level in terms of my physiology. Mm -hmm. And that meant initially running 18 to 20 minute miles. I say running, I could have walked faster then I was like jogging because I had to keep an eye on my heart rate Mm -hmm. and go at a pace that I kept my heart rate in a specific area. When you do that, it changes the whole dynamic. It changes the way that you run. It changes, it helps you avoid injury and all these other things, but it's a very frustrating process. And Kelly and I totally know that the way that we teach marketing is really inspiring and empowering, but it can be initially like really frustrating, <laughs> like yeah. really frustrating yes. because people like are like, they, they want to move past that place. And they're just in this panic mode of, I just need clients. Like, don't you understand? And we're like, easier. we really do. It gets easier. Look at you camping out, running through the woods <laughs> at all hours of the night. <laughs> And you love it and it's fun. And I think that that's what we, we want to move people through the frustration into that place of, oh, I know myself. I know how to look at this and be like, oh, I'm not going to do that anymore. Oh, I want to tweak that. Like right before we hopped on this call, what were we doing? We were looking at analytics and we're like, oh, maybe if we add this reminder here, let's see what that does. And it's not this emotional attachment um, like it is in the beginning, you know, in the beginning, it feels like everything hangs on this plan, you know, and then, but over time you're like, okay, I'm just gonna, 
it's like more play and curiosity and it does get easier and it doesn't feel like it's the end all be all, you know? Yeah. That, I think that part, like going into that data piece, we've been doing the private practice challenge and we implemented this new um, webinar platform, which we absolutely love. Like there are so Rad. many things about it that make not just like our life easier, but it really makes it a better experience for the people that are coming to watch our webinar. Um, and it does cool things like immediately when a webinar is over, it allows people to watch the replay, which is like so cool. And we like absolutely adore that. And it allows us to embed our webinar into one place so people don't have to have a new link for every single thing that they do. Um, and so it makes it really cool um, for us. But we realized that we were having thousands of people clicking over to watch the webinar or watch the replay. And only about 25% of people were actually doing it because there's this like um, this initial registration process. The first time that you, that you view the system, it does ask for your email and you have to like sign in. And we could have, I think there are times in the past where we would have been like, Oh my God, there were thousands of people that like didn't see this because they like thousands, like literally, like, literally <laughs> right. thousands. Um, and, and we had been sort of watching going, well, it seems like, huh, like it's not like we're getting great attendance, but like, Oh, it's not as much as we thought it would be <laughs> attending live. Um, and now we're like, Oh, okay. This makes complete sense. Um, so it just became a thing of like, Oh, okay. How can we help? Um, how can we make that process easier? And we know it's also a little bit of a growing pain that even good change sometimes has little like, um, has time, like has like lag time issues and things like that. So we're super stoked on it, but it was just like, a, Oh, okay, well, let's take that information. Now we know our clients a little bit better. We know what they're experiencing. Um, and we will try to make that a little bit easier. We might even send out an email saying, Hey, if you're one of the thousands of people, <laughs> here's what you need to do. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to our talk on marketing because I think it'll be good to just kind of lay out the process and maybe demystify some things around the marketing and also open up people's eyes to it being more than just, you know, your website or just one, just doing it this way, for example. And then we have our launch party coming up too. So freebies, giveaways, awesome things. <laughs> I bet we'll have a lot more people register when they're like, oh wait, I, there's like thousands of dollars of free stuff being given. Thousands of dollars. It's really incredible. That's really cool. Hey, so if you well, haven't been there yet, go to zinnime.com forward slash free and you'll get, you'll see the links to our um, private practice challenge and obviously all of our other cool free trainings and uh we hope to see you on the private practice challenge and if you heard this i'm going to have a challenge of if you heard this podcast before the private practice challenge to say hello and say hey i heard your podcast Ooh, you might get something secret surprise <laughs> <Never know. We're... laughs> I... right that'd be fun that would be fun see we get to have fun <laughs> <laughs> Well, should, we should do this again. Yes. What should we talk about next time, you think? 
Um, I think that we should talk about our greatest fears as business owners. Well, I got a few of those. That sounds really inspiring, right? <laughs> <laughs> the terror of being a business owner. <laughs> you can have fear and still still like have a good business. It's all right. Yeah. Go hand in hand. I don't know. If you guys have any suggestions, um, email it to help at zinnyme.com and um, let us know what you'd love to hear us talk about. Sweet. I'll see you later. Bye, guys.